If you're a runner who's felt held back from the joys of running due to an injury, surgery, or diagnosis, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Legacy Running, where we'll be sharing return to run info, insight, and inspirational stories to show you how to win back your happy place and build your legacy. Thanks for joining. Now on to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Legacy Running Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah, and today I am super excited to talk to you about our base when it comes to running and what base building actually means. And I would love to put a little bit more information in there on why this is such a great time to work with a rehab provider or run coach if you've been dealing with an injury or trying to get back to running comfortably. Now, I personally love when there is like run jargon decoding sessions that go on either on social media or in podcasts. I love when experts really break down for me, okay, why do we taper? Why do we recover? Why do we do speed work? I get that information. I'm able to gather it and then apply it to my own life. And it allows me to think, okay, I'm recovering because at a cellular level, this is what's happening and it's going to make my runs feel better. Or I'm doing speed work because it's going to make these adaptations and then when I get to race day and I have that push at mile 15, I'm actually going to be able to do it better. So I hope that this is what happens for you guys today and you're able to understand and recognize the importance of a base and why base building is so important in our training. So in a training cycle, base building fits in really at the beginning and then at the end, or if it's a circle, it kind of just keeps looping back to it. It's the thing that keeps everything together. So a training cycle is really just different periods of intentional training elements that are allowing us to work towards a specific goal, uh, whether that's a race or a certain mileage that you want to get to. So base building in a training cycle fits in the beginning. It's either about four weeks to six months. It's a really variable time duration because it's just working for what your goals are, how many races you have in a year, so on and so forth. So we start with base building. We go right into race specific training and that's exactly what it sounds like. So you're Training is going to be specific for a 10K, a marathon, a 50K. Whatever you're doing, your race training is going to be tailored to that. Next up, we have our pre-race, which is our taper. And that's the period of time where we're just largely taking it high intensity, uh, running way, way, way down. And we're either doing small bouts to no running, depending on what your goal is, what your body enjoys to allow you to prepare for race day. Up next, we have peak day or race day, and this is the peak of your training cycle. So this is when you're really using that race strategy and you're getting out there and you're getting the mile times that you're hoping to get, or you're just going for the volume and trying to accomplish whatever race distance you have or whatever volume you have. So peak day, race day, and then from there, we go right into recovery. And recovery is our time where we are taking either all the time off for running or we're just really, really, really slowing down um, our intensity and and allowing our body to really recover. I totally recommend taking like a full week off of just running or a full time duration off of running. Absence totally makes the heart grow fonder. It allows you to really recover. Um, You can try different activities like swimming, laying down, hanging out. (laughs) 
whatever is going to allow you to get back and feel like yourself again. And then from there, we go right back into base building where you're either uh, staying consistently running or you are getting ready for another race specific training cycle. So that is how it fits into there. And what our base is largely comprised of is two things. So it's your number one aerobic fitness capacity. So how efficient and effective is your body in running uh, certain certain mileages or in certain volumes? So let's say you're running three miles at a 10 minute pace and it feels like a five out of 10 effort and then you continue to run at your base. Ideally, what should happen is over a couple weeks and over that base period, when you go to run that same 10-minute miles for three miles, it should feel significantly easier because you have increased and improved your aerobic fitness capacity. So that's number one. Number two is it's also your current typical weekly volume. So maybe you're running twice a week and that's what you're doing to train your base. That's great. And your base, you can also start to incrementally and safely pick that up to increase your volume to work towards higher training goals. So overall, your main goal of your of the base building phase and the base building period is to increase your aerobic capacity and endurance and slash or build a higher weekly volume to improve performance or prepare for higher volume races. So you're just building the time on your feet, building the endurance capacity, aerobic and endurance capacity to be able to start to get into a training session more comfortably than just starting right out of the bat because that is not comfortable. <laughs> um, and what this base building looks like is like I said earlier, it's really a period of anywhere from four weeks to six months um, where you are doing easy effort running. Easy effort can either be described as zone two if you're really tracking heart rate or you can look at it with rate of perceived exertion. And rate of perceived exertion um, could be anywhere from like a one to three out of ten. So ten is the hardest you've ever worked. One is you're basically just like hanging out, maybe you're just kind of walking around. Um, so you are you're really not training super, super hard, um, and you're and you're not doing it for you know super, super, super long durations. Because as you're doing your base effort, you can hit a ceiling where you're doing too much volume, and then you're actually in like a race trading phase. Um, but we can we can get to that later. In your base building base building effort, there can be periods of higher intensity. So you don't have to stick to super super strict. Um, I can only be running, you know, at a one to three out of ten RPE. If your friend asks you to go for a run and they're super fast, or you want to incorporate some speed work, or you want to incorporate some long runs, that's totally fine to just kind of test the water and see where you're at. But for this period, the majority of your runs are going to be at that lower intensity, um, especially if your base building phase is shorter because you're preparing for a race that's coming up further away. So a lot of these variables are variable depending on what your goals are and what the things are that you're looking for. The third thing that I would like to add to this base building phase is this is an excellent time to reach out and work with a rehab provider. This is a great time where maybe you're not training as intensely and there's time and space for you to incorporate three to five exercises that you could do to work on something that is 
kind of a nagging injury or something that's injured or something that's bothering you. Another way, another idea is that you could utilize this time to figure out, okay, how does running actually feel with this injury that I've had that I've been working on with exercise, but how does it feel for running? How does it feel once I get above a certain mileage threshold or a certain intensity threshold? So I do best with explaining stories and I would love to chat about two stories about how base building was important. Base building and rehab was important for me and then one of my clients that I worked with. So for me personally, I really hit my running groove um, when I was in my first couple years working and then was doing my residency fellowship. So I was running probably four to six miles, three to four times a week. And my goal was to really do it fast. So I wanted to really get my mile times down um, and do these like kind of mid-distance runs at faster paces. So I was doing that very, very consistently. I got my mile time down to like 645, 7:30, um, like negative splits. It was awesome. I loved it. And then my hip started bothering me. Um, and I really was not able to run consistently for probably about a year. And I took the time to do my hip-specific exercises and get things feeling better. But there was just a duration of time that running wasn't comfortable and I wasn't able to do it consistently. When I was, my base building made all of the difference for when I actually got into my training cycle. So for me, it really was a painful process. I will tell you that it was me starting with two to four runs a week of running two miles at a slow effort. Like I said earlier, I was running at what, 6.45, 7.30 minute miles. I was laboring to run at like a 10.30, 11 minute mile for those two miles. It was so hard on my aerobic capacity. It felt so awkward on my muscles. I felt sluggish and slow. But I stuck with it. I was consistent for about two months or so. And I started to slowly increase my mileage over that two months. And then I was able to run more comfortably and then and then bump back up to those six miles and then start to bring my mileage um, time down, start to add in speed work. And I was really able to not only improve my aerobic fitness capacity, improve my weekly volume, but I was able to improve my hips tissue tolerance to being able to meet the demands of running. In the beginning, running two days a week was not comfortable for my hip, but towards the end and I built up that tolerance, it totally was and doing back-to-back days was okay. So that was my number one example. Number two is one of the gals that I was working with, she came to me uh, in training for a 50K and she was starting to develop hip pain <clears throat> or, was or was having difficulties with hip pain with things like sitting on the ground, sitting in the car for long periods of time, and then intermittently with running. And she came to me in her base building phase and was like, I just, I, I don't know if running is bothersome. Sometimes, sometimes not. And we really got the chance to kind of dissect her runs because she was doing most of her runs at that easy effort. And then she was doing some things 
with tempo, some things with hills, some things with fartlek, some things with strides. And we were kind of able to put those things in and take those things out as we saw fit. And we saw that her two aggravators were doing tempos and then doing uphill work. So what we did, it wasn't a super big deal because she was in her base building phase. We didn't need to be too specific with her training yet. So we did exercises outside of running that were preparing her hip to be able to withstand the demands of doing tempo, doing hills, doing tempo up hills. And that really improved her capacity to, those exercises improved her capacity to do those things. Now that she's actually in her training cycle, she doesn't have fear that those activities are going to make her sore because she trained for those things. So I really like bringing up those two stories because it just shows you that jumping right into a training specific phase for me personally, training for the trail half that I did, it would have been awful. Like it would have just been so hard on my physical aerobic capacity system having to, to increase mileage every week. It would have been super hard on my hip to have to increase mileage and intensity every week. And then for my client that I worked with, it would have been hard for her to identify what are the things that are bothering my hip because she likely would have had to do you know, a hill workout one day and then a long run the other day and then maybe a tempo, you know, exercise or workout the day before and it all would have blended together and we wouldn't have really been able to parse out what was driving her symptoms. So overall, I highly, highly, highly recommend building a base building phase into your training cycle. If you want to do two races back to back, it's okay to have it be as short as four weeks to where you're not increasing uh, intensity and capacity a ton. Um, or if you're doing, you know, two races in a year, it's actually fine if you're just doing maybe running like twice a week just to kind of maintain your aerobic fitness capacity and then start to increase your base uh, training phase once you get closer to that run. So. I hope this helps you decode things a little bit. I hope it helps you uh, kind of parse through and remind yourself why putting this into your training cycle is important. And if you're dealing with an injury or dealing with something that's going on, I hope it encourages you to reach out to someone maybe in this phase instead of in a training phase to where things are a little bit easier to work through and get to the solution of what you want and get back to running pain-free. So I hope this helps. As always, feel free to reach out. would love to be a resource for you guys and hope you have great rest of your days. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Legacy Running. If you haven't already, please share this out so more people can start to build their legacy. If you would like to work with me, Dr. Sarah, check out strategywithsarah.com and get access to schedule a time to chat about returning to run pain, injury, or fear-free. There's more info on how to connect in the show notes as well. I look forward to talking with you soon. And remember, how you show up matters.